Welcome to episode 141 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I'm the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks, especially all the summer food. (laughs) And joining, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Patricia. Hey, guys. I'm Trish. I go to the parks. I take photos. And you can find me getting ready to go on vacation, but not yet, so I'm working a lot to make up for those hours that I'm going to be gone. You can find me at... Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram, um, playing around in the city and at the parks. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Chris? Well, we're talking about a few things. Um, but before we get into that, I want to remind everyone about our Patreon. Big thank you to everyone who is already contrib- contributing to us on there at patreon.com slash now. This helps keep the show running. So big thank you to everyone who is contributing on there. And if you haven't already, you can do so by heading over to Patreon. And we do have different rewards. So one reward that we have is at the $2 level. And this gets you early access to all our episodes. So you'll get it 24 hours in advance before it goes live to everybody else. So that's pretty awesome. And it's it's $2. Like, that's not very much per month. It's really not. And it does help keep the show running so if you'd like to pledge you can head on over to patreon.com slash a tdr now and we also have a list of other perks on there as well yeah we don't we we don't have too much <laughs> to talk about this episode in terms of news and in the parks uh, yeah i guess like summer is started <laughs> i feel like the heat is <laughs> it's getting to us we're like, yeah, summer, it's hot. <laughs> Stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it, za- it really does zap you, doesn't it? It really does. It's, it's tiring, I guess. <laughs> so for this episode, we're going to talk about uh, mistakes to avoid at Shanghai Disneyland. There are so many. <laughs> I feel um, like, but like any theme park, there are so many like mistakes that are easy to make, but are also really easy to avoid. You know? Yeah, as long as you listen to our podcast. <laughs> Very good, yes. You'll know. <laughs> yeah, how about we just jump right into it? Let's do it. Yeah. Mistakes to avoid at Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah, we also have this up on our website um, as an article, and it's also on the YouTube channel as well as a video. So uh, you can get you can get the whole the whole package you can get in written form you can get in video form and also now in audio form (laughs) (laughs) all the bases are covered okay yeah we've covered everything i think we hope and these are in no particular order really um this is probably the, the the big one um to know about is not researching about travel visas yeah to mainland china this is a big thing because if you mess this up, you could be denied entry into the country, which you don't want to happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course. That's the, that's the um, biggie, right? It has happened to people in the past. Oh, my gosh. Um, so don't 
don't want to do that. So probably the one that is the least stressful, but it's the most amount of work is getting a visa in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this visa. Um, I think you do as well. The like the 10 year one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what this visa gets you is once it's granted to you, you can just go to China whenever you like. You can go in and out and stay. I think it's what, 60 days at a time, 60 or 90 days at a time. I can't remember the exact number mm-hmm. of days, but um, the, it, it makes it so much easier. Uh, but there's a little bit of work involved. Yeah. Up front. But it's if you're planning to go to Shanghai or like mainland China quite often, like, you know, maybe more than twice, <laughs> once or twice, um, it's probably worth going through the hassle of getting it. Um it really depends on where you live, too, because you have to go to a Chinese embassy. So if you live somewhere where that's not easily accessible, then, yeah, that could be kind of a pain in the butt. That's right. What do people do if they don't live near a big embassy? I think, like, I don't know for sure, but uh, you would have to, like, check where the nearest one is. And you might be able to do it through the mail. I don't know. Um, that's something that you, you'd have to check. Like, of course, like it's different for every like embassy or like where, wherever they are. Right. Um, so it's always good to, to read the website for your country. Mm -hmm. And different countries have different, um, negotiations with China. So if you're from Japan, you don't need a special visa to go to mainland China. Yeah. So if you hold the Japanese passport, you can just show up. Yeah, how easy and, is that? Man, we yeah, we need nice. to negotiate more. Um, <laughs> I know. And um, another thing to really, really watch out for, because this almost got us, um, you need to make sure, depending on your country, uh, that you have a certain length of time left on your regular passport. So if right. your passport is under, like, like let's say you have uh, like five months left on your passport. Uh, for some countries like the U.S., that's not good enough. You need uh, more than six months on your passport. So watch out for that because yes. that almost bit me in the butt when we were getting our visa and I had to run to the U.S. Embassy and go, look, I need my passport renewed. And uh, I had to go back to the Chinese Embassy. I had to go back and forth getting everything done. Uh, so that was like a, a stress that that I didn't need to have if I, if I would have been um, aware of that situation, which I, I don't know... Um, like, uh, maybe not everybody is aware, aware of you if you travel often, maybe. I had never heard of that rule before, and I, I was, like, in a panic. Yeah, um, I, I believe it's, you need six months yeah. left on your passport. Yes. So, for me, so I got, I had to go through the whole process of getting this visa twice. Oh. The first time I did it, because I had a year and a half left on my passport, mm-hmm. they gave me a one-year visa for China. Okay. And well, and for myself, I hold the Canadian passport, so that's how I was able to get that. And I was able to do it in Japan. So if you if you live in Japan, uh, you can get a Chinese visa. You just have to visit the Chinese embassy. Because um, I know some of our listeners do live in uh, in uh, Japan here. Um, so yeah, the the first time I did that, I got the one year visa because that's all that was left on my passport. So of course they're not going to give me a longer visa. Um, but then the second time around, I renewed my passport and I got the 10 year passport and I renewed that here in Japan. And then 
right after that, like I think like the next week, I went and applied for the Chinese visa. And they granted me the, essentially, like, it was like nine nine years and 11 months visa or whatever, whatever it was. Um, so I'm good to go to China whenever I feel like it. So that's good. Yeah, it's always good to um, kind of like, I feel like the longer visa is worth it in the end because you don't know, you might be back um, a few years down the road. So it's, it's good to have just in case. Yeah. And... For those that don't want to do it or are unable to get that kind of visa, don't worry, not all is lost. They also have transit visas, which is a popular visa that a lot of people do do. And the thing with the tra- or the, the the transit visa is you have to be transiting through China. And so what what that means is, as an example, let's say you're flying from let's just pick Los Angeles, California, and you want to go to China. All right, so you have to have your flights booked, leaving Los Angeles, going to mainland China, so like Shanghai. Then you have to have a flight already booked, paid for, confirmed, going somewhere else. So like Hong Kong, as an example, or Japan, or some other destination. It can't be back to where you came from, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it always sounds so complicated. It's not so complicated, you guys. Don't worry. You yeah, know. you just have to be transiting through the country. And they issue this visa to you when you arrive. There's a whole separate line in the like the Shanghai airport, the Pudong airport. Um, I haven't been to other airports in China, so I don't know where those lines are. But everything will be clearly marked anyway. But... You go to a different line and you show them like, okay, here's my, you know, here's my flights that are booked. Here's where I'm staying. You also have to show where you're staying in China. They're going to ask for that. That That's very important. And everybody's name has to be on the thing. Yes. Anyone that's getting the transit visa, their name has to be on this reservation and it has to match what is in the passport. And your name has to be on that reservation, no matter what. Yes. So if it's not, you have to go back and change it. Yeah, so um, I know there's been issues with the Disney hotels in Shanghai where they only allow, like, one or two people to have the name shown on the reservation. (laughs) But, like, let's say you have four people, right? Um, So it'll just show, like, the first two people's names and just say, like, and then but it'll say there's four people total. Well, that's not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I haven't checked lately, but... Online, you can't change it. You actually have to phone. And I did this last year. And when I phoned uh, the person that was working at Shanghai, they knew exactly what I needed. They said, oh, you're you're applying for the visa, the transit visa. And I said, yes. Or, well, like, I wasn't in the transit visa. Someone in my party was getting it. So I just wanted to make sure everything was taken care of. So... Uh, got their names put on and they resent the confirmation. Everyone's full legal name was on the reservation and we had no problems with that. I find once all the paperwork is done, everything goes really smoothly. Yeah. It's just, I, I know it's stressful and it sounds like almost risky in a way, but as long as you just show that you're transiting through and you have a place to stay in China and your name's on everything, you'll be fine. Like there's, I don't, there wouldn't be really be a reason for them to deny you. Exactly. Um, another thing to keep keep in mind is 
the airports will ask you like before they even let you on the plane to go to china they'll ask you like do you have a visa or are you getting a transit visa um they will ask you that so just keep that in mind um because i know some people have had issues where the airport didn't know there was a transit visa so they denied the person to get on the plane which is really dumb um so if you're flying out of a non-major airport going to china it might be best to maybe check in advance to make sure they know about transit visas if you if that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's another step, but just to play it safe. I feel like the pre-planning here is so, so key. Yes. And then you're good. <laughs> and then smooth sailing from there. Mm-hmm. Like pretty for much, the most part. and I mean, like, and that goes with everything, like pre-planning, like kind of your schedule for the parks, pre-planning, um, like just getting every, like having everything organized will make everything flow. Yeah, exactly. I I agree with that one hundred percent. So yeah, visas, um, and don't worry, we have everything on our on our Shanghai Disneyland planning guide and on the website and everything. So. Don't feel like you need to be frantically writing this all down. And we have links to like the government websites and things like that, so you can go and uh, check that all out. All right, let's move on. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Number two, not knowing when Chinese public holidays are. Yeah, yeah. This is key. That's pretty key. I mean, in, in other places it matters, but I feel like it really, really, really matters at Shanghai Disneyland Resort more because it gets pretty intense it gets very intense so i guess there's like three really big ones um to be mindful of i guess well three four uh, depending on how you want to categorize it but chinese new year (laughs) that's a big one and the thing about chinese new year is it changes every year Mm -hmm. so it's not like other holidays where they usually where they fall you know on the same date every year um, not Chinese New Year. It changes. So you have to check ahead of time when it is. Because sometimes it's at the end of January. Sometimes it's, it's at the beginning of February or the second week of February, third week of February. Like it, it, it does change. And everybody is off work, off school, everything. And everyone's on vacation. And Shanghai Disneyland is going to be busy. And it's going to reach capacity because it has for the last two years, I think. Well, yeah, it's only been open for two years, so <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, like, I, I believe in 2017 and also 2018 for Chinese New Year, the parks reached capacity. And for those of you that have been to Shanghai Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland is a really big park. So imagine that park at capacity. Yeah, I don't have you, to imagine because I've, you've I've done lived it. it. Yeah. You've lived it. Um, and I would never recommend that to anybody although they've done some things to make it better yeah they have um summer vacation which <laughs> that's is, when I went <laughs> yeah so uh, uh, like July and August not only is it ridiculously hot just like Japan and like Hong Kong uh hot and humid everyone is off of school and the parks are just massively busy the heat I can deal with the heat when people have their bodies pressed up against you and there's no space 
between anybody and you don't know whose body fluids is whose, uh, that's, that's harder to deal with. <laughs> Everything yeah. is grimy at the end of the day, like any handles or posts. It's a tough time, you guys. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Don't go during the peak seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia knows firsthand. I, I had to go because that's the only time when we had vacation off, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, there's also the Dragon Boat Races, uh, which is a shorter holiday. It's like three or four days, two or three, four days, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in June. Uh, so that's that's one to avoid as well. Uh, the other major holiday is in October, which is their Golden Week. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, the first week of October is their version of Golden Week. Just that's like cool. how Japan has our our Golden Week is in end of April, beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Theirs is the first week of October. Oh wow! So it's it's a it's a full week, and it's just as bad as New Year's. So avoid that. And if you go afterwards, then you're good. And of course, there's there's also a whole bunch of other holidays, you know, like little holidays here and there, you know, they make long weekends and stuff. So make sure you check those out, too, when you're planning. Again, it's on our website. We have it all there for you to check out. Uh, Number three, not using the official app. The official app, they have improved so much and they've done so much to make the experience better. If you don't use it, it's you're just being really you're foolish. losing out yeah yeah it's that that app is critical to your day mm-hmm. especially when it comes to fast passes yes which we'll talk about in a moment but fast passes um linking your park tickets to everything uh the disney premiere pass that you're able to buy um show times wait times of course uh character greeting times everything is in that app and it is vital for your day at the park so not using it you're just doing you're just making things hard on yourself you really are um and we'll talk about internet in a moment as well because there's other little tricky things you got to work through as well (laughs) (sighs) oh china china china's a whole other beast in itself um number four not having a fast pass strategy and that's for any Disney park, but here even more so because every line is a battle. <laughs> it's a battle royale. <laughs> it real no, it seriously is. Like people think I'm being sarcastic. I am not joking. No, okay. I, I, I I've been to, to Shanghai like four or five times now, and yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen the battles. Yes, we've done it's... a body link, a body barrier in line. Okay. <laughs> To give you an idea, it is it is intense. So fast passes, have them, make good use of them, and like Chris says, have a strategy. It is vital. Yeah, <laughs> um, really quick, like a really quick strategy that one that I've used a few times and it works pretty well. And the, this is using also using the official app to, to help out with that. So first thing in the morning, ride Tron. First thing. And while you're on, like, waiting in line for Tron or you just left Tron, open up that official app and make a FastPass reservation for, or I shouldn't say reservation, uh, get a FastPass for either Roaring Rapids or Soren, um, and get that time slot because those, those two are usually the highest wait times and their FastPasses run out first. 
So if you want to ride those, do that for like get the fast passes in the morning. And of course, when you're using the app, you don't have to go to a kiosk or anything. So that's the beauty of it. So then after you're done at Tron, head on over to Peter Pan. And then once you're done Peter Pan, mosey on over to Pirates of the Caribbean. And that should get you well ahead of everyone else if you're if you're vigilant on that. Um, let's talk about uh, internet. Oh my <laughs> Number God. five. Internet, you guys. Being stuck behind the Great Firewall of China. <sighs> so for those of you that have never been to China before, mainland China, I should say, the Great Firewall of China means the internet is filtered in China. What does that mean? All the major websites that we use on a regular basis back home are blocked in China. Meaning, if you connect to any internet, you can't access them. So I'm talking like Gmail, Google, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Like all those things that we use on a daily basis, you can't access in China because they have their own versions of it. And they want people to use that. It's a pain. It really, it's a pain in the butt. So even though Shanghai Disneyland has free Wi-Fi in the hotels and also in the park, um, they're all subject to the Great Firewall, Great Firewall of China. So you can't access all this stuff. But good news is the official app does work on their Wi-Fi. So that's good to know um, if you're in a bind. But there are ways around the Great Firewall of China. It's a not-so-secret. Everybody does it. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Everybody does it. So there's a thing called a VPN. I won't go into too much detail, but essentially this VPN allows you to access blocked websites as if you're back home. So Instagram, Twitter, all those things. Um, you can get one for your phone. You can also get one for your laptop. Um, I use ExpressVPN. Now, it's a paid thing. Like, you have to pay for it. And I think it's about 100 bucks a year. Um, but they do have a 30-day free trial, so you can try that. Um, and, yeah, it allows you to get around the Great Firewall of China. Now, if you don't want to get a VPN, if you don't want to go that route, um, there is a SIM card that you can buy for your device. Um, this is for unlocked phones, unfortunately. If your phone's locked, you're kind of uh, out of luck on that one. But there's a SIM card that you can order through Amazon. I have it I, I have it on the website and everything, so uh, you can check it out there. It's a SIM card that comes from Hong Kong, but you can use it in mainland China. And since, it be, since it's coming from Hong Kong, it's not subject to the Great Firewall of China. Ooh. So you can use that SIM card in mainland China just like you were anywhere else. So you're not subject to have your internet filtered. Which do you prefer? I prefer having the SIM card. Okay. It's easier? And, well, much easier. You just pop it in your phone and boom, there you go. Okay. Nothing really to do on your end after that. Nice. But again, it's only for unlocked phones. If your phone is locked, it's not going to work, okay. unfortunately. Um, yeah, so that's that's the easiest way to go, in my opinion. Otherwise, you might just have to enjoy not being... <laughs> Not having access to anything, <laughs> anything of use while you're in China. It's kind of a pain, I know. Mm. 
Uh, there's also Wi-Fi devices you can rent uh, to have internet in the park because uh, the Wi-Fi is not the greatest in in, in the park. So there, there there's also Wi-Fi devices. But again, I have that all on the website for you, so don't feel like you need to write this all down. Uh, number six, not buying your park tickets in advance. This is always oh something. Gosh. Like wherever you go, have your park tickets ready. It makes things so much easier you guys yes so much easier <laughs> so much easier like um, anywhere yeah so if you're staying at one of the disney hotels you can buy your tickets when you get there or you can buy it with your room like when you make the reservation um so that's you know of course if you're staying at a disney hotel that's like the easiest way right buy it with your room like with your reservation um if you just need park tickets you can buy it right through the official website or if you want to save some money, you can buy it through Kluke, uh, which is one of our affiliates. And they have discount Shanghai Disneyland tickets. And they also have discount um, like food vouchers as well on there. So if you want to save some money, you can just head on over to tdxport.com slash Kluke. And that's K-L-O-O-K. And you can uh, book tickets through that as well. And we also have a special offer code, K-L-K-T-D-R-E-X, and they'll get they'll get you four dollars off your first purchase through Kluke as well. Uh, one thing to note when you do buy your tickets in advance, uh, your very first day, you're gonna have to show your passport at the ticket gate. Yeah. Which is a weird thing, but everybody has to show some 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 form of identification so even people that are from china Mm -hmm. have to show their government id it's really interesting yeah so you have to have your passport on you when you uh go through the turnstiles for the first day um i'm not too sure about if you buy your tickets from the hotel i'm not sure how that works because i've never actually done that i've always just bought my tickets either through kluke that's usually how I get my tickets. Kluke so. is, I find, the easiest way to do it. Very, yeah, it's super simple. Like there's, yeah, very easy. Um, number seven. Okay, you Arriving and I disagree on this. Well, yeah, it kind of depends on what your goals are, I guess. Yeah. Um, arriving late at the park. So uh, by that, I mean, like, don't get like if you're going in the morning, don't arrive at thirty minutes early. You're already late. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might as you might as well. Um, I know for you, Patricia, you think going much later is better. Yeah, if you're, for, for if you're us, going through the main gates, and we went through the peak season, right? Here's the thing: yeah. we went early the first day, and we got in the line. It was hell. Okay, it was a nightmare. I can't. Eat, I can't. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to have like palpitations and stuff again if I start going into it. But, flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. Flashbacks. Um, PTSD. Um, no, seriously. But um, the second day, the second day, we we were really close to not going to the parks. We were like, we have our tickets. Do we need to go? Yeah, we have to go. We're going to go. And we went in the afternoon and it was so much better. The day was so much more relaxed. We did everything on the first day. Um, like the, the really big things. And so the second day we were able to take it much easier and um, it was like a completely different experience. So that first moment of going into the park really sets the tone for the rest of the day. And I feel like you don't want to 
throw yourself into that hell but you um you were mentioning that at the hotels there's the early entry and that kind of changes things so if you do that it's probably of course better yeah so yeah if you're gonna get there early get there really early really really early like an hour two hours um especially if you're going during peak season uh, which you probably shouldn't (laughs) Don't do as, it. As I'm like, if Trisha's <laughs> stories haven't convinced you enough, I'm being I triggered, Chris. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, get like, get to the park early. Don't arrive late, or if you're gonna arrive late, arrive really late. Really late, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads into the the next point here. Not staying at a Disney hotel. Now, I've done this twice now, and I swear by this. They've introduced, this was like September last year, I think they introduced this, like sometime last year. But 30 minute early entry for Disney hotel guests, this like, I'm not even like, I'm not exaggerating. This is worth paying the extra to stay at a Disney hotel. Absolutely. I agree. It is like, like people that have gone know exactly what we're talking about, but it is like, that makes your day so much easier better because as Trish has already said like a million times already that main entrance Mm -mm. is not fun I've done the main entrance as well and it's not a pleasant experience Um, and it's very slow moving Mm -hmm. so you waste a lot of time like you might even like like let's say the park opens at 830 you might not get into the park until 930 Mm -hmm. that's a whole hour that you've wasted so the early entry, you go through the um, Disney Town entrance. So it's only for hotel guests, and you get in thirty minutes early, and it is super easy. They drop you off right there from the hotel. Like the shuttle will drop you off right at the entrance there. You just walk in, show your key card, and of course, there's going to be other hotel guests in front of you. But it's nowhere near what the main entrance is like. No, it would be a game changer for sure. Yeah, and then you get to go in the park early, and then. Like, that just sets the tone for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It really does. And you can get so much stuff done right off the bat. So by the time the crowds start getting in there, you've done the major attractions already. You have your fast passes. So you're good. So, like, that's, like, I think not staying at a Disney hotel is a mistake. I do. I, I agree. Re- I really believe that. And the Toy Story Hotel is really not that expensive. And the hotels look really lovely. Yeah, it's a cute hotel. Like, if you want to, like, if you're doing it kind of on a budget, like, the obviously, you, there's only one or, one or two hotels to choose from. The Toy Story Hotel, the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. The Shanghai Disneyland one's pretty expensive. So opt for the Toy Story Hotel if you want to save money. I think it works out to, like, $120, $103 a night on the lower end. That's not bad. Which like for a Disney that hotel? is pretty yeah for a like this is a, a, a not budget what's the word I'm moderate? looking for moderate yeah would it be considered a moderate hotel or to be but no. what's the word like <laughs> I'm a value to think of the word. value hotel value there we go that's the that's what I was calling it yeah value hotel so yeah it's it's. It's worth it. If I haven't convinced you by now, I don't know if I ever could. 
Oh, and besides that, of course, uh, you get guaranteed entry, which also really helps. And you also get, if you buy your tickets with your room, your park tickets, you also get an extra fast pass for everyone in your party for every night that you're staying. So that's nice. And of course, you know, you get the benefit of being on, on property as well. Uh, number number nine, not checking the restaurant menus ahead of time. Because Shanghai Disneyland is a big park. It is a very big park. And nobody wants to walk around hungry because everyone's going to get hangry. <laughs> I get hangry me very too. easily. Yeah. Anyone anyone that has been with me in a, in, a, in a Disney park, you know, I'm sure they can, you know, <laughs> dish some dirt on me. <laughs> so good so when you go in you want to know what all your food options are because the dining is really really nice at shanghai disneyland and there's a lot there is there's a lot and so how do like how do you check these they're online in english boom so easy tokyo disney resort needs to take note of this they need to make it in english yeah they need to make their yeah it's just yeah that's a whole other rant in itself but yeah, they have it online in English, and they even point out, like, vegetarian options. Amazing. Which is really good. And, of course, it's also on the official app as well. So you can you can plan your, your meals, essentially, with that, which works really well, especially if you have kids. Like, of course, I'm not a parent, so Trish, you could probably speak to this more than me, but I'd imagine... If you have a hungry child, you don't want to be running around checking restaurants. No. Check, like running up, checking the menu. Okay, no, this is no good. Okay, go to the next one. Yeah, especially if your kid is like a picky eater. You know what your kid eats, and it's good to always check things in advance. Um, my son was pretty good with all the menu options that we found at Shanghai. There's so, there's so much variety. But you know your kid best, and you know what they like, and you know what they don't like. So be prepared with that, for sure. Check that website. Oh, restaurants. Oh, I love I love I love the restaurants in Shanghai. They're so yeah, good. Yeah, they are so good. I mean, you you can. I mean, it's very hard to go wrong with the dining there. Yeah. So, what's your what's your favorite restaurant? I one. I always forget the names. The one I think it's called like Wandering Moon. Or oh, Wandering Moon. Yes, that's Wandering I love Moon it. Restaurant. I love the interior. A, I love the food. I love everything there. It's a gorgeous hotel or gorgeous hotel. <laughs> if I could live, if I could stay there overnight, I would. <laughs> it's a gorgeous restaurant. Yes. <laughs> gorgeous restaurant. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorites, too, I'd have to say. It's authentic Chinese food. Like the pork belly and rice is Oh, that pork belly. Delicious. Mm, it's so good. So good. And it's, it's like traditional Chinese, like, it's a traditional Chinese building, so you got like that that nice flair of culture in there as well. For sure, and if you're visiting Which... from overseas, that's always like a nice little thing, right? Hmm. Uh, another favorite of mine is um, the Tangled Tavern. Ooh, good times! I like that one. They have um, they have this really nice spicy Australian beef bowl, like rice bowl. Mm-hmm. And has vet like it's it has a, like a hearty amount of like grilled vegetables and it has beef in it and they give you this nice sauce like spicy sauce to put on top of it. It is so good. Oh my gosh! So good. Um, oh, and the Toy Box Cafe. What's that? Is fun. It's in it's in Toy Story Land. 
You know, I don't think we went to Toy Story Land. It wasn't open when you were there. Oh, that's why. <laughs> it just opened back in April. Cool. Yeah, so um, I had this, like, chicken chicken potato nacho thing. It sounds so good. <laughs> it, had, it had sour cream and avocado in mm. it, and it was spicy, and, like, it had potato chips on the bottom, and on the top was, like, um, breaded chicken. It sounds like something my son would love. <laughs> it was so good. It sounds so snacky. It's like it, all the yeah, snacks. It was, it was not uh, a well-balanced meal in terms <laughs> of nutrition, but it was still pretty good. Sometimes that's fun, right? That's okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, number 10. This is a, another really big mistake. Only visiting for one day. Yeah. What are you thinking if you're only there for one day? Because it is a huge park, you guys. It, yes. Like, it sounds tempting. Like, especially, like, if you've been to, to Hong Kong, you kind of can do Hong Kong Disneyland in one day and feel like you didn't miss anything. Maybe. You know, for like, for the most part. Like, mm. you can hit all the major things. But with Shanghai? Uh-uh. No. Nope. You're going to be rushed and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to feel like you've missed out because you did. <laughs> you did. Because it's the thing is, the park has so much to do. It's not just attractions. There's shows. Um, there's the parade. There's like there's these little side adventures that you can go on and just explore, like the maze, uh, the Alice in Wonderland maze or like the the, the pirate, uh, the pirate exploration area in Pirate Land. There's so, so much to do that it's it's ridiculous to try to cram it into one day and you're going to feel punished at the end of the day if you do that you're going to punish yourself exactly i yeah i can't agree more couldn't agree more with that um yeah like so yeah of course attractions that's like the major thing that people are going to do but like you have to make time for the shows and there's so many shows to actually see so there's the the pirate stunt show then there's also the Tarzan show, the and then Tarzan there's the. So good. <laughs> it's fun, and then there's the castle show, mm-hmm. the Golden Fairy Tale Fanfare castle show. And then of course we have the the daytime parade, and then you they have the nighttime fireworks, and then there's also like all these little shows that happen throughout the park. So they just like you could just go from show to show all day. If you wanted to, not ride attractions. Sure. For the most part. Um, and then, of course, there's a ton of character greetings. A ton. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey Avenue has, like, all, you know, the Fab Five. There's also Duffy and Friends is, are also there. And then you have the Marvel area. So there's a bunch of Marvel characters there. And then there's the Star Wars Bay area that has all the Star Wars characters. And then there's other random characters throughout the park. And you really, you need those little side experiences to kind of balance your day out. Because if you go hardcore all day, you are going to kill yourself. Go, go to the Marvel area, do the drawing class, you know, go, go to the Star Wars Bay, like do those little side experience to balance it out, to give yourself some breathing time. And it's going to make it such a much more pleasant experience. Yeah. 100% with that. And not to mention the amount of walking you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That park is big. I know some, like, some people don't believe me, but trust me, 
It Get is, your walking shoes on. It's very spread out. It's very big. Um, but it's it's good. It's a good big. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those are mistakes to avoid. I'm sure the, the, there's tons more. We can be here forever of all the different mistakes to avoid. But those are the big ones, right? The biggies. Yeah. And the, this will definitely make your trip planning and your day at the parks park i should say much easier um maybe a bonus one i could maybe add is um not visiting disney town you know i almost said that if i'm like no we're talking about the park i was gonna say like not just to have two days for the park but also to enjoy (laughs) disney town too you could spend an afternoon disney town it's so pleasant it's nice and has the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> you and me are upset. People are like, what is wrong with you two? Because we're like obsessed with the Cheesecake Factory because we don't have Cheesecake Factory in Japan, you guys. No. You're like, yeah, so <laughs> people are I'm like sure yelling our... at their at their radio or their computer right now going, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, there's other, other explorers listening to us who live in the U.S. that probably have a Cheesecake Factory down the street. And they're thinking, why would I go to China to eat at the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. There's a lot of other restaurants that you can eat at there. There's a really great dim sum us, restaurant there. Oh, yeah. Oh, the dim sum, mm. yes. There's ramen there, too. But And, and like, for us, like, why would we go to a ramen restaurant in China? But ramen restaurants <laughs> in China taste different, so you could. I think, I think they're, one of them is a chi- Japanese Japanese chain. Ipudo, is it Ipudo? Oh, no. Ipudo is awesome. Did, do they have Ipudo? Ipudo or something. I don't know. There's one of the ramen. There's a ramen chain there. Huh. Um, but yeah, take time to enjoy Disney Town. Like you don't need a full day in Disney Town for sure. You don't nah. need that. Like a couple hours is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to take a break out of the park, like let's say you go back to the hotel, maybe rest for an hour and then come back, then just kind of you know go through Disney Town for an hour, hour and a half. Do a little half day there. Go to the big Disney yeah. store, you know, to do any last minute shopping. Have some cheesecake for me at the Cheesecake Factory. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you get Don't a discount at Cheesecake Factory with your ticket or something. Right? Like a 10%. It's like really tiny. Do we? You do? Yeah, yeah. So if you what? take your part. Okay, dude. So like I think they asked me and I'm like, yeah, I do have a park ticket. <laughs> If you have oh, your park dang. ticket, I think you get like a like a tiny discount. Mm, but we bought a bunch of cheesecake, so we it, it helps. Every little penny helps, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, uh, listener question. Uh, the, again, this came from a, a, a number of explorers. I'm worried about the crowds. Are they really that bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you go during peak season, yes. They're bad. They're not pleasant. Don't do it. Um, unlike regular days, eh, they're fine, I guess. Crowd level, I don't know. Like, I guess like here in Japan, we're so used to high crowds anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of you know, if you're not used to high crowds, then you, know, you probably won't. You know, you'll you'll feel it, but. From my understanding, the U.S. parks have been getting busier over the past few years anyway. Yeah. How crazy is that? So, you know, it's if you're used to that, then coming to Shanghai, like, if you've, you know, been planning and listening to the podcast and all that stuff, uh, you're going to be more than prepared for it. So, um, 
of course, there are some cultural mm -hmm. things to be mindful of, um, like personal space. Personal space, um, body fluids. That could be that could be really bad for some people because I know some people like their personal space. Well, in China, that doesn't really exist. Yeah. People don't think twice of literally having their hair in your face. Their body like, pressed against your body. Like people like your close, won't intimate care. partners. Yeah, which is like, it, of course for a lot of us that's like really uncomfortable. It's like, why are you so close to me? Especially in summer. But that's just how it's done there. So keep that in mind. <laughs> that does have people will just get up very close to you and think nothing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Summer. Ugh. No. Bring hand. Okay. Uh, so my big thing. One extra bonus. Um, bring hand wipes. Like so many hand wipes. Um, because especially if you go, don't go during the busy season, but during the busy, busy, busy season, because we use them so, so much for sanitation issues. So bring lots and lots of hand wipes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But yeah, overall crowds just, yeah, as we said a million times already, avoid the peak seasons and the major holidays and the crowds will be manageable especially if you follow our tips you'll you'll know what to do um park tip use the bottles of water given to you for free in the hotel to drink throughout the day of course and they do have re refillable water stations in the park that has drinkable water and i say drinkable water because do not drink the tap water in China, mainland China. It is not particularly safe. Um, if you like, were to accidentally like you know, drink a swig of it, you'll probably be fine. But you don't want to be drinking it like you would a bottle of water or something like that. Um, you probably get sick. So yeah, just uh, use the use the bottles of water and refill them throughout the day. And you'll be good. You'll be good to go. And it also saves you money, too. They have those, the little refills. Okay. So, again, peak season thing. Those refill stations get pretty intense. There's a lot of people in line. A uh, little bit of a battle, but, yeah, very important. Refill your bottle waters. Water. Bottles of yeah. water at the refill stations. All right. So, that's it. It for our show. Ten mistakes to avoid at Shanghai Disneyland. Now you know what mistakes not to make. Because I made them, Patricia's made them. <laughs> We've learned from like them. I feel like we're both kind of like reliving, reliving experiences in our minds. <laughs> There's like this ominous uh, silence. Just like a little, yeah, a little exacerbated. Just like, <sighs> but uh, we need to say thank you to some um, explorers. Yes, that have contributed to us on Patreon. Uh, Trish, I'll let you start. Thank you, Acro Disney Girl. Thank you, Alex and Angela. Barb, of course, Mama Explorer. Thank you, Benjamin and Bryson. Thank you, Carl and Carrie. Thank you, Claire and Claudia. Darren, Dave, David, Disney It Girl. My girl, I love your Instagram. And thank you, Holly. And big thank you to JP, Jane, Jess, Kathy, Lee. <laughs> I feel like I should say Kathy Lee Jones or Kathy Lee... <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford or whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kathy, Lee, Leanne, Marie, Sarah, Sophie, Thomas, Timothy, Tracy, Murray, Tomoko, 
and Jessica. You do help keep the show running, so thank you so much. And again, if you'd like to contribute to us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to subscribe to us as well so you never forget, forget, so you never miss an episode. Well, I guess forget too. So you never forget an episode. Would you guys forget us? You wouldn't forget us. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, you can send us your questions and suggestions for the show at TDR Explorer. Wait, no. Contact at TDRExplorer.com. I said the at and that kind of messed me up. <laughs> and make sure you tell everybody about us. Send them our way. We'll help them out plan a trip to Tokyo, Disney, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. Uh, you can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website at TDRExplorer.com. And we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. So make sure you give us a like, a follow, a pin, a subscribe, uh, a retweet, whatever, whatever you do. (laughs) Um, I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one um, salivating over the pork belly at Shanghai Disneyland. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So good. Uh, and joining as always is the beautiful Patricia. It's me, Trish. You can find me. Um, I'm reliving my PTSD now, but it really is an amazing park. Um, there's so much to see and enjoy there. So um, you guys take the advice, have fun, keep exploring, and we will see you next time. All right, explorers, keep exploring. Keep exploring.